My life right now are acting like it's Friday. It's Thursday, okay? Get a calendar. Feel free to procrastinate and put things off until later. Why is this universe so lazy? Today is National Lazy Day. Are you really this lazy? That is so lazy. But you are lazy, right? Because, my friend, people are lazy. Why? Because we're lazy? L-A-C-Y, lazy. Oh, lazy. It's showtime. KC Morning Hoes. I'm going to be short and sweet because this show, it is a stack show and I believe quite possibly the best show that we have ever done. That's right. I said it. I said it. Celebrating 50 years of hip hop and 50 years of hip hop in Kansas City. They are intertwined. And Sean Edwards, our Fox 4 film critic, KCMS film critic on the show to break all of that down. And by the way, by the way, we make a reference in this interview to a film that is coming out. We actually recorded that part of the conversation before the SAG-AFTRA strike and the WGA strike. I just want it to be known right off the bat, solidarity forever. The movies you see, the visual effects, all of the above. Without those folks, we get nothing. So solidarity forever standing in supports 1000% of everybody on the picket line wherever you are honestly wherever you are it's a hot labor summer baby rate review subscribe do all that do that thing you do my name is Hartzell it is a good day to be a Kansas Cityan back in your feeds tomorrow we will see you in the morning bye Your style is unorthodox, but effective. The Casey Morning Show. Back by Rave Review on your KC Morning Show. He is your KCMS film critic, your Fox 4 film critic. And Sean Edwards is here now to talk about, to break down, to celebrate 50 years of hip hop. Sean Edwards, break it down, man. Hey, what's up, man? You know it's always good to be back on the show. I know people might get a little confused listening right now because we're not talking movies. We got to get back to that, though. We got to get back to those movies and TV series because, you know, that's what I do. But I'm going back to my origin. I know there's a lot of Marvel fans in the house, a lot of Marvel fans listening. You can't be a superhero without an origin story. So this is my origin story. I started off as a music writer, man. I was a music journalist back in the day. It all stemmed from me being a kid and falling in love with hip hop from the very first time I was on the playgrounds of Princeton, New Jersey, back in the 70s, hearing this music coming from these boom boxes. I was like, what is that? <laughs> I loved it from the very first note. Then all of a sudden, this song dropped out of the sky called Rapper's Delight. It was on and popping. 1979 and beyond, although 
The official birthday of hip hop is August 11, 1973. DJ Cool Herc threw a party for his sister and a culture was born and we are celebrating the 50th anniversary of the most massive, most impactful, most influential music genre in the history of recorded music, hip hop. Grand Wizard. From the album, The Wild Side. The voice you now listen to is known throughout the world as DJ Giving you a taste. Cut it up. Giving you a taste. How we do it back home in New York City. In a place we call the Bronx. Where we rock with the rockers and jam with the jammers. I'm part of the party people. So sad. Never heard about this before. James Brown, A1B Boy. No static. Check it out, check it out, check it out. Grand Wizard, Grand Wizard, Grand Wizard. No tricks. Check it out. Giving you more and more and more and more of what you bargained for. All down to the AM because you see, you never heard it like this before and you're back for more and more and more. It just said, rockness, y'all. James Brown. Yeah, was born in New York. Yeah, LA helped put it on the map. Yes, Atlanta created the Dirty South. But hip-hop has always been present in Kansas City, and we are celebrating that history, that legacy, with a tribute concert and a fundraiser on Saturday, August 12th at the Gym Theater, featuring 50 years of hip-hop and all the local artists from the KC metro area that made it happen. It's a collective of the greatest, most genius rappers, great dancers, graffiti artists, DJs, from Kansas City. That's what we're doing on Saturday, August 12th. I mean, because you got 50 years to cover, Sean Edwards. I'm on the website now. I'm at thepitchkc.com talking about your origin Gosh. story, taking it all the way back. The article is entitled 50 Years of Hip Hop in KC, a history of our first half century from house parties to hammer time to tech nine. Talking about your role in the movie business and now the music business, you know, there is a through line there of folks taking back their power, right? Black folks in hip hop who are reclaiming their power, you know, give us the context to how we got to that 50 years ago moment where we got hip hop. First off, real quick, want to do a quick education class. Hip hop's a culture that represents several different elements, which are rapping, DJing, beatboxing, breakdancing, and graffiti. And this culture was primarily created by young, super young, super talented, black and brown youth. They did what black and brown youth have always done in America, is they created this culture from scraps. Because hip hop was born in 73 at a time where in the black and brown communities, there was high unemployment, there was a lack of housing. A lot of these young people lived in government housing. Redlining was prevalent. It was hard to get a good job. And basically across the country, the economics and the financial situation for most people was in the dumps. So you had these black and brown youth who had nothing at their disposal, who created this culture from the ground up out of scraps. And initially, most people like music scholars, historians, journalists, 
were all primarily white. They all dismissed this culture as a fad. They're like, ah, this isn't art. Ah, this music sucks. Ah, graffiti is horrible. But it survived and it grew and it thrived and it became the dominant aspect of pop culture for the last five decades. And that's sort of what we're celebrating. You know, we took bits and pieces of all these different things and just created a whole new art form. Like the DJ, break beats from disco records and put them together to create a whole new sound. Graffiti artists using aerosol and spray paint to create works of art that rival Picasso and Rembrandt. You know, it's crazy. Dancers who created all these moves that now you see Taylor Swift and, you know, Miley Cyrus trying to mimic and trying to, like, claim it as their own. You know, it's all this stuff that's super impactful. Whether you talk about fashion, whether you talk about advertising, whether you talk about movies and television, whether you talk about the car industry, you know, now you buy a brand new car and it tricked out realms of part of the standard package. <laughs> right. That wasn't always the case. Hip-hop did that. Hip-hop forced forward and Toyota and Mercedes to automatically put cool rims on cars. I don't think people remember when you used to buy a car 15, 20 years ago, the wheels were terrible. Hip-hop changed that. Hip-hop changed the way that cars come now with cool standard interior because we were tricking out the interior back in the day with the Gucci and Louis Vuitton print. You know what I mean? Dapper Dan creating these yeah. jogging suits with all these brand names, creating a, a whole new aesthetic and look that completely changed the fashion industry. So we just want to celebrate that right here in Kansas City and what people from the area did in terms of contributing to the fabric and the vibrancy of this culture called hip hop. Sean, I mean, this article you wrote on the pitch, I mean, this is a thorough retrospective of hip-hop in Kansas City. Stuff I didn't even know about. Names and locations that I didn't know about. You mentioned DJ Cool Herc, right? But you also got folks here, the substitute teacher for the KC School District, Arthur Davis, who was a former session drummer for Stax Records. You got all kinds of folks. You mentioned the early days of KPRS, which was a very different station 50 years ago. Freddie Bell on KWKI, Freddie Bell on KPRS. It's 7.15 a.m., 35 degrees. Be careful out there on the highways and byways. Here are the four tops. Sean. I mean, where do you even want to start? Like at the beginning, you've got the history called Masked Up. You've also got Rage and Reaganomics. You've got all these different subgenres that make up something that is not just an idea in Kansas City. As you're showing, it is a part of who we are. First off, let me give props to the pitch. Because a lot of times we like to bash the media. And when I pitched the idea to the pitch, pun intended, <laughs> the typical normal length of a cover story is about 3,000 words. And so I hit the editor. I was like, man, I can't do this story in 3,000 words. And the pitch went out of the way to say, all right, whatever you submit, we're going to run with it. And so the story ended up being about 10,000 words because I was covering 50 years of history. And the pitch went out of the way to go ahead and print the entire story. That didn't happen all the time. So I want to give props to the pitch for doing that and respecting the culture and the history and the importance and the significance of this to allow me 
to tell the complete story. Because if I had to condense it down to 3,000 words, a lot of things and a lot of people would have been left out. But because they allowed me to expand, I was able to really capture as best as possible the complete history. I'm almost now thinking I should do a book because I still left a lot of stuff out. But the starting point from the story is I actually lived through this. That I'm at the age where I lived through the birth and the growth and the escalation of hip hop. So a lot of this stuff is from me actually being on the ground. You know, I actually went to Lincoln High School. I actually went to Captain Von Zell and D. Mustafa and Mr. President parties and that hot ass gymnasium <laughs> where for the first time I heard Houdini. I was known for having the upper hand. I was known as a stone cold ladies man. If it wasn't for you, I'd be that way still. But lately there's a change in Jalil. Though my friends play games and tease me a lot, I know I'm more than happy with what I've got. When I get up in the morning and go to work, see all day long, I stay alert. Until we come home at night and close the door. Two one common core When I say one love You can trust me Cause never have I been so lucky One love, one love You're lucky just to have just one love One love, one love You're lucky just to have just one One love, one love You're lucky just to have just one love One love, one love You're lucky just to have just one and for the first time I heard Run DMC, you know, I heard all these Slick Rick and all these Dougie Fresh and all these amazing artists right there in that gymnasium. Now I walked on ice, it never fell. I spent my time in a plush hotel. I stood on many stages, held many mics. Take airplane flights, have you tight. So you suck at MC, you gotta say please. Cause what it just why? I'm pulling down weeds, got a song so strong. Slacking down trees, is it hard to believe it from DMC? And then I kind of channeled my inner hip hop. I became a DJ. And as I was researching the story, I was, I was digging through the crates. I literally tracked people down and just sat down and talked to them and got their story. A couple people are no longer with us, Mr. President, rest in peace. But I was able to talk to a couple of his disciples, put it all together to kind of tell this fantastic tale of how hip hop impacted Kansas City because I knew that most people did not know all the inner workings and all the things that have happened since 1973 until now. And then of course I touched on the things that people do know, like people know Tech 9. Can you take us through a little bit of that timeline? So you got 73, where you had that house party, DJ Cool Herc, right? And you also got in 1981, we got Laugh and Dance by Starship Commander Woo Woo, the first rap record in Kansas City. And then you also got the first rap artist to have a song distributed by Cut of the Butt by Cut Fast, you know, Don Juan. We got Tech. Soleil, like you mentioned. So yeah, can you kind of take us through that timeline from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and now to today? Oh, no, no, 100%. So we start at the origin. So yeah, Hip Hop was born August 11th, 1973, South Bronx, New York. At that same time in Kansas City, there were always like DJs. Now they didn't play hip hop initially. You know, Kansas City was an R&B, two-stepping town. So you had DJs like Mr. President, like Captain Von Zell, who already had the equipment. You know, they were going from VFW halls and 
small banquet halls. People would go party and they would two-step and do whatever. But once hip-hop became prevalent in the early 70s, they started incorporating the music in their sets, particularly Mr. President Arthur Davis, because he traveled. And he actually traveled to New York. And he saw and heard this new sound called hip-hop and immediately brought it back to Kansas City and started incorporating what he saw and what he heard when he was DJing here. Now, like with anything, change is hard. So it wasn't immediately embraced by Kansas City, but over time, it became more impactful. Now, the game changer, of course, would happen about six years later in 1979, which is what happened in most places across the country is Rapper's Delight was released and people went bonkers. See, I am Wonder Mike and I love to say hello. To the black, to the white, the red, and the brown, the purple, and yellow. But first, I gotta bang, bang, the boogie to the boogie. Say, up, jump, the boogie to the bang, bang, boogie. Let's rock. You don't stop, rock the rhythm, and I'll make your body rock. Well, so far, you've heard my voice, but I brought two friends along. And next on the mic is my man, Hank. Come on, Hank, sing that song. Check it out. I'm the C-A-S-N, the O-V-A, and the rest is F-L-Y. You see, I go by the code of the doctor of the mix. These reasons, I'll tell you why. It was like the first major rap record. It was a good record. It flipped people out. Hot 103 Jams was called Kafir at the time. They were slow to play the record, but once they did, it caught fire. It was one of the only rap songs the radio station really played for a long time. But for most people, their introduction to hip-hop to rap music was Rapper's Delight in 1979. Now, with most things, the thing that really changed the culture, the thing that really introduced the sights and the sounds of hip-hop was Hollywood, was the movies. From 1983 to 1985, there were a string of movies that came out. And this is most people's real full 360-degree introduction into the culture. So you had movies like Beach Street, Breaking, Breaking 2, and Crush Groove. Those four movies probably did more for hip-hop in terms of introducing people to all aspects of the culture than anything else. So after you have those movies is when you begin to see real breakout rap stars like Run DMC and their phenomenal 1983 debut album, a young LL Cool J. Don't call it a comeback. like that they were all featured in those movies like curtis blow who's technically the first rap star was prominently featured in crush group they all became huge stars and started to make an impact on the billboard charts after those movies came out 
and people could see what a hip hop concert was like. People could see what a graffiti artist did. People got to know and love these stars and creators of the music. So you have to give Hollywood a lot of credit. And from there it accelerated. And that's when you started having young people in Kansas City say, hey, I want to be a rapper. But you got to remember in the mid to late 80s, recording a rap song was very difficult, but also very expensive. So you got to remember the early, 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 early rappers and producers of rap music, especially here locally, all their endeavors were primarily fueled with drug money because those were the people who had access to the cash. And it also coincided with the beginnings of the crack epidemic, particularly on black and brown communities. But there was cash flowing around. And a lot of these drug dealers use that cash to help fund rap artists. But because Kansas City was centrally located, this was like a central distribution point to distribute crack cocaine throughout the Midwest. So the thing that happened in the late 80s is you got an influx of Crips and Bloods who came in from California. Two things happened when they came to town. They brought crime and they brought their culture. The two C's. People always ask, what's the predominant Kansas City sound? Well, the predominant Kansas City sound is heavily influenced from the Bay because that's where a lot of the Crips and Bloods came from to distribute crack cocaine throughout the Midwest. So you had those two things happening. So you get to the 90s, that's where you see the proliferation of more local artists becoming rappers. Number one, there's cash on the street. Number two, the technology is becoming a little more accessible to record music, which is why you have the beginnings of a Tech Nine, you have the beginnings of a Hobo Tone, you have the beginnings of a Don Juan, and you have a guy like Diamond Shields who funded an entire music label called Midwest Side, which Tech Nine produced a lot of his early albums on. Fast forward to the late 90s, the technology's gotten even better, it's gotten way less expensive, and you're no longer at the mercy of people who own studios who can tell you when you can record and can't record because there were still a lot of racist elements in whether or not rappers could use music studios. But as the technology becomes more accessible, there are more people who are becoming local rappers. Now, I always like to say 1999 is the most important year ever in the history of Kansas City Hip Hop. Two things happened. A young lady by the name of Tanya Johnson, a.k.a. Soleil, hit it big and actually had several songs chart very high on not just the Billboard rap charts, but the Billboard pop charts. It could be four, five, or six. You better not be nowhere. Laid up with no chicks. You better bring it home to mama. Don't be playing with this. If you get horny when you out, no need for iron them. Or eat a burger when you got steak and potatoes at home. A short drive is all it takes. I'm just a phone call away. Ain't no excuses. Bring your juices. Don't be running astray. I give it to you when you want it. Ain't no others like mine. Your ex chick can't get with this. So don't be wasting your time. The Indian, black mix, boy like like I told you before, and we can I ya ya the fur rug on my living room floor. It ain't there, oh, don't bring it. Like you know I'ma bring it. It ain't there, oh, don't bring it. Like you know I'ma bring it. It ain't there, oh, don't shake it. Like you know I'ma shake it. It ain't there, oh, don't take it. Like you know I'ma take it. So don't make me come looking for you. Pull you out of some mix, then turn around and bust you in your lip for four, five, or six. I don't care if it's four, five, six, seven, eight in the morning. And 1999 also the creation of strange music. When Tech Nine partnered with trap businessman Travis O'Gwen to create the number one all-time best-selling independent label in the history of hip-hop on the planet. Stump your feet and clap your hands with me. It's a celebration. 
Yeah, stump, stump, clap, clap, stump, stump, clap. You got it. Tech nine. Let's go. I'm representing. Yeah. Please consider ducking us, cause ain't nobody touching us. Got the city loving us, they jumping like it's double dutch. Come through in the clutch, we just make it so you must erupt. Ain't never been no lucky stuff, we win this just because we tough. See my flag, they flying it, now it's no denying it. Anything that got my city's logo, now they buying it. Keep them going crazy though. TV and the radio, been watching since a baby, so I'm representing Casey Mo. Casey Mo. So 1999 was a very important year. However, Tech 9 didn't explode until about 10 years later, around 2010, because he still struggled with bad deal after bad deal after bad deal. But once he hit, he became a very successful artist who really made a name for himself by rolling up his sleeves and doing it the hard way by touring in every city on the planet and selling a ton of merchandise. Would you consider the rise of tech and I guess the 10 years it took for him to really become the tech nine that we know of today? Is that the beginning of like the modern era of hip hop in KC? And I guess when would you make that cutoff? Are we in something new now or are we still kind of in a continuation of that? I would say the rise of the modern hip hop era of KC starts in 99 with the actual creation of strange music but the community as a whole has completely changed since about 2018 because that's when technology completely changed no musical artist needed a music label or anything to make it because you could upload your music on soundcloud youtube and you could promote yourself through social media so that was a huge game changer and that is what gave birth to these new young cats like D-Walk, Sleazy World Go, who was discovered on TikTok. And now you have this whole new generation of rappers from Kansas City becoming really popular and blowing up, but they're doing it all themselves. They don't need a label like Strange Music. They don't need a death jam. They don't need a so-so death. The industry's completely changed. And because it's a lot easier to promote yourself, you're seeing a lot more artists from Kansas City achieve success because in the past you had a lot of roadblocks that would prevent you from doing that because if you live in Kansas City you weren't based in one of the musical hubs like uh, New York, Los Angeles, Houston, Atlanta, Chicago, Miami. Now you can live down there, live on the moon and put out a record and become popular because there's no roadblocks and that's exactly what's happening you know with Kansas City artists. And Tech showed that that independent route works. Like he got, you know, the Gates mix plate, you know? Like, do you think that was part of this new resurgence is actually kind of leaning in on your city, leaning in on the Kansas City of it all? No, 100%. Like, I know Jay-Z's got a couple of albums called The Blueprint, you know, Blueprint, Blueprint 2, Blueprint 3. But Tech should have an album called The Blueprint because he actually put out a blueprint or how you make it as an independent artist. And sure, because he was an independent artist, it allowed him more flexibility to lean into his hometown. He could do things the way he wanted to. He's like the modern day Frank Sinatra. He did it his way. But because he had that independent freedom, he could do an entire album celebrating his favorite barbecue restaurant, Gates and Sun. He could do whatever he wanted to do because he's got that freedom. He doesn't have to answer to anybody but himself. 
and his business partner, Travis O'Gwen. So it put him in a really nice position as an artist to be as creative as he wanted to be and to be able to lean into his hometown in a way that he felt comfortable with and a way that he wanted to celebrate Kansas City. Whereas if he were on a studio or another label, he wouldn't have been able to do that because they wouldn't allow him to do that because they would have pushed him to go mainstream, mainstream, mainstream. And Tech Nine was like, nah, I'm independent. I only need to really cater to my fans. And it's my fans who put me on the top of the Forbes list. So I'm good. Who's on the Mount Rushmore of Kansas City hip hop? You know, from Soleil to Tech to the Popper. Who's on that mountain? Who's on that KC mountain? Wow, man. I still got to drive around town when I'm home, man. I say this. I, I know this is going to be very controversial. But I say on the Mount Rushmore of Kansas City hip hop, it's Tech Nine. It's Tech Nine. It's Tech Nine. <laughs> Alper is still waiting to chisel the fourth head. Okay, how about this? The up-and-comers we got now, the Young Guns, who has the shot to create their own spot on this Mount Rushmore? Who you think's got the juice? Oh, man, Sleazy World, go. Come on. Last out we caught was at the store. We had the scrape. Little bro hopped out tripping with that switchy. He didn't face me. They shot, they shot. They couldn't save me. We the ones getting busy up in the city. That's on my baby. They block like a drive through. Ask the ops how much we slide through. Ain't beefing, but you they family. You get caught, then you gon' die too. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop the whip. Let me out this chopstick. Gon' leave him open like a zip. Zip him up. Tell buddy no master to come and pick him up. Niggas faking. Acting like they thug like till we hit him up. A lot of niggas don't like it. For what? I ain't need this shit. Make this bitch take dick to the head. I ain't even hit yet. You mad she choosing me. I like what she do to me. She say she feels safe over here. This is what it should be. Sleazy World Goes making a name for himself. And nobody realizes or cares that he's from Kansas City. So he's strictly doing it on the power and the beauty of his music. Because his music's dope. Same thing with D-Walk. D-Walk's a young gunner. He may be from Kansas City, but his success isn't because he's from Kansas City. And then we can't leave women out the equation. Absolutely not. Rob Lowe, the star... It's just a fire spitter. I mean, she's like a young Nicki Minaj. I'll put her up against anybody. She's, woo. She's on Tech Nine's new album, Bliss. And I'm like, oh my God. Tell me you're from KC without telling me you're from KC. Feels like I want a lottery if I got a plate of gates free. KC Hall. KC what? KC Hall. KC Duffel bag, money bag of bones Started from the bottom, now we here I got them Ava coming from the catacombs The one and only out now, yeah Where I said I see clouds, yeah Kansas City ran across my chest World business only, I'm a bowler now Y'all game is hollow, break the bottom out They popping off, but it's called a foul Play my boo, but still get the class Got a label Ava, little problem child Take it here with me too, yeah What up on the wrist, new, yeah They all want a little piece of game Gotta stick to me just like blue, yeah Brandishing knowledge like she went to college Hitting away and I tally demolished The bigger the digits, the Longer the mass, red and the yellow, I'm stepping in style In Casey behind me, we going, we wildin' It took you longer to figure it out We leaving them all in the dust, you ballin' with us And the king, do you know we about, okay? Casey what? Casey what? It's hard to be a scene stealer on a Tech 9 album because Tech 9 is so proficient. 
but she's a scene stealer on that Kansas City Hum, Kansas City What song. Like she reminded me of that that verse that Nicki Minaj dropped on Kanye's song Monster. It's like, oh, she's killing everybody on this track. And I skip just to her part that I just want to hear her bars. No disrespect. She's that fire. Everybody's also got the side hustle. And I say side hustle, maybe it's part of the main hustle. In this article, you mentioned Kimmet with the Fantastics we've had on this show many times. He just opened Vine Street Brewery, the black-owned brewery in Kansas City. Again, like when there's no room for you at the table, you build your own f***ing table. No, and that is that's the through a great, line. That's a great point. That's one of the things I really wanted to touch on in the article. And also, I'm doing this seminar at the Hip Hop Brunch on Saturday, August 12th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Society as part of the 50th anniversary KC celebration. And one of the things I want to touch on that nobody talks about ever is the economic impact of hip-hop. I mean, you literally have, like, DJ Fresh. I dare you to ask him when's the last time he had a day job. <laughs> like, hip-hop provided his entire lifestyle since he's a teenager. He's bought cars. He put kids through college on DJing and selling mixtapes. Like, Kimmy Coleman, like, He's a rapper, but like he visits the White House, the popper. He's a rapper. He owns two t-shirt stores that rival Charlie Hustle. Do you know that we some show stoppers? Rapping KC, take me to end of Got a question, pretty eyed ones. Never meet them busters who be pie sprung. Hey, now all in the gather chicks. Homeboys, just the I do remix. Play the fucker, take your knee to MT. Do you wish the poor was wealthy? gear is more coveted than the KC heart you know so you got all these guys man out here making a living earning money and let's not talk about how much money hip-hop has put into people's pockets you go to the movies today you see Barbie before Barbie even starts you see trailers there are literally trailers for movies that have nothing to do with hip-hop that have hip-hop music in the trailer that's helping to pay and sell tickets for Hollywood. You got a movie like Barbie, one of the main songs on the soundtrack is Nicki Minaj. Look at all the clothing stores that have been inspired by hip hop fashion. How much money has Gucci made locally here in Kansas City? How much money did Harold Pinners make mm. whenever selling Kangos and parachute pants and members only jackets and Adidas and fat laces and gold chains? All that's because of hip hop. Hip hop has put so much money into so many people's pockets. Or what about all these apartment complexes who hire DJs to play music at their rooftop pools? That's all hip-hop. Hip-hop has put so much money into so many people's pockets, it's not even funny. And nobody talks about the economic impact of that, the influence and the impact. There are people walking around the earth that are billionaires because of hip-hop, but very seldom give hip-hop any credit. Sean, break down what's going on on Saturday. Let's talk about it. Let's celebrate. Let's get people there. Now, Saturday, August 12th is a big day. It's the day after the official 50th anniversary. We decided purposely to do it on a Saturday so everybody could participate. Kansas City's a blue-collar town, and if we did stuff on Friday, we know people got to work. You got to get your money. We ain't trying to interrupt that. That's in the true spirit of hip-hop. So we shifted it to a day after. No excuses. 
So Saturday, beginning at 10 a.m., we're having a hip-hop brunch. DJ High IQ is going to be spinning. going to take you through a journey of 50 years of hip-hop on the turntables. Why you can eat brunch at the best brunch in Kansas City at Society. We're going to be having videos playing different clips of the history. There are going to be two presentations to take place. They're short. We're not going to interrupt the music that long. Two 20-minute presentations. One is on the business of hip-hop, conducted by James McGee, who is the community director down at the American Jazz Museum. Former rapper, knows a lot about the industry. And then I'm doing one on hip-hop's impact on Hollywood, because that's what I do. I'm about movies and TV. So we're going to talk about that intersection while people sip on bottomless mimosas and enjoy some of the best food in the city. It's sponsored by Equalizer 3, the movie. So Sony's going to be in the house and everybody that comes to the hip hop brunch gets a free pass to go see Denzel Washington's movie Equalizer 3. So it's like you're technically eating for free, enjoying some dope music and learning a thing or two about hip hop. So that's in the morning. Then later that night at 6 p.m., we're having the 50th anniversary hip hop KC concert, which is a fundraiser for the American Jazz Museum. That's at 6 p.m. Gym Theater, where you can see the best of the best representing 50 years of KC hip-hop culture. Tickets are only $25 on Eventbrite. Get your ticket quick, because before yesterday, we hadn't sold very many, and all of a sudden yesterday, we sold a whole bunch, and we was like, oh yeah, it's payday. You know how this thing goes. So don't be trying to take no chance and walk up, because the gym theater only has 500 seats. It gets tight in there real quick. The Kansas City Fire Department don't play in the 18th and Vine Historic Jazz District. Nope. So the fire code will be upheld. So we can't do 501, 502. Buy your ticket. Come and support. Because we don't care if you his number one fan or that's your baby's daddy or your cousin or your best friend. If it's sold out, it's sold out. They so use the old 80s hip-hop phrase, people like to bum-rush the show. <laughs> but we ain't having none of that public enemy shenanigans, so get your ticket right now on Eventbrite. It's real easy. Everybody pay all their bills online. Y'all don't be telling Evergy I'm coming down with cash. Y'all pay that bill online. <laughs> Sean Edwards, last question for you. This is 50 years of hip-hop, 50 years of the culture. What will 100 years of the culture look like? I can't speak on 100 because, unfortunately, I won't be around. But I can say in the next 25, when we celebrate the 75th anniversary, you're going to have a lot more rappers really conducting themselves like Jay-Z. I just to see like our, our future entrepreneurs are going to all come from the hip hop world where you're going to have rappers owning hotels, airports. I totally predict that the next black president of the United States will be a former rapper. You heard it here first. If uh, Donald Trump could be president, he was a game show host. Why not a rapper? Nah, we're going to twerk to the White House. Oh, that's it. Oh, that's it. You're right. Sean Edwards, my brother, one more time. Plug the website, Eventbrite, correct? This Saturday, we are celebrating hip-hop one more time. The floor is yours. Yeah, one more time, man. Get your tickets at Eventbrite. You can go to the Facebook page. It's Hip-Hop KC 50. Hip-Hop KC 50. Go there and get your ticket. And like I said, if you want to take a chance, roll up with cash. But it's going to be 100% a celebration a celebration of culture, a celebration of the city. And if y'all can support the NFL draft and y'all can support World Cup and Taylor Swift, support your own.
I'm going to see you at Society. I'm going to see you at the gym theater. Yeah, We're just going to make our own thing out of it. You're good, baby. You know, you're, not, you're on that VIP list. You don't got to pull up your gym, right? You're good. You got the nice seat up front and center. I'm a player. 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 If you see me looking clean cut yeah. Matching from head to toe dipping with a mean strut yeah. Throwing them blowing green stuff Hella creamed up with the bling cup Ain't no wicked, we can kick it if you're blue or being duck If you yeah. see me step off in the club or with some pros What about six of them cut, no longer waiting to be chosen If you hear me tell my homies anything goes With these chickens dipping two Davies right when the club are closed yeah. If you see me on the grind getting mine If you bust in a room and find me hitting yours from behind If you hear me busting rhyme Ripping each and every time If I got a capacity and you still got a line If I'm rolling on dubs, if it's K-Town Bud If they showing me love with a red rug at the club If you see them haters giving me mugs Ladies giving me hugs No, it ain't no rocket science, it's because I'm a player, I'm a player I'm a player, I'm a player, I'm a player I'm a sense of the word you heard I'm getting money from these dummies flip your chicks so absurd I'm a player and I pop collars yeah. I'm a player when I don't or when I drop dollars yeah. them rock rollers she don't want no softy saying he do when he don't uh -huh. she don't want no perpetrating nine to five or trying to flunk uh -huh. she don't want no pump that can't get it crunk uh -huh. no she don't that's how it goes so my homie Calico tell him what she wants she wanna play and not thugs on dubs we be broken them 22s and 3s popping lewds and fees I'm in high pursuit of a prostitute Calico knock boots, got slots to shoot yeah. And I'm pulling out the latex and giving it to who's next And pulling pull a brunette with unforgettable sex She's a win new and new sweat And I ain't telling who's wet And I ain't getting loose yet So who's next for who's next? I'm a Something you might not know Never ever tell your love Or else you'll get your love yeah. Moving groups no one-on-one -on -one When you hit the club yeah. And you should know this If you call yourself a wicked thug what? If you creep to the movies Throw away your ticket stuff yeah. If you sex and learn this lesson When you wash off Just use hot water Don't put no soap on your washcloth That way when you get home No questions you won't leave her vent Don't be a dope and use the soap Cause it will leave a scent Don't tell her number two That she's your one and only Cause if she know it's way easy To go her own way If you're taking chickens to your secret home, hey Always go the back when it confuse them, just take the long way To all my ladies, if you're playing, throw your hands throw up your hands To up. all my fellas, if you're playing, throw your grands throw up your grand This job. is forever, baby, having clever things I'm a player, motherfucker, and I bet I never change I'm a player, I'm a player I'm a player, I'm a player, I'm a player I'm a
Almatayo. You're listening to the KC Morning Show.